guys. Welcome to Dyslexia Demystified for episode eight, I believe. I think it's episode, episode eight? eight. I think so. Oh or my seven. goodness. Seven or eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, it might be episode seven. I don't even know at this point. Even seven. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, Nathaniel, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, today we'd like to be. I'd like to discuss um, the relationship between dyslexia and perfectionism, kind of the dichotomy between them. And um, if you, as someone with dyslexia, or Alma, as someone who was a um, very strong student in terms of <laughs> studying, to put it mildly, um, have like an interesting anything to say about like the relationship, whether you feel stronger or weaker or these kind of telltale signs. Yeah. Almost very strong Wait, what? Something with very strong. I didn't get that, but... <laughs> He's a very strong worker. Oh, worker! Oh. Wait, I'm me? not a very strong worker? Excuse you are also you? a strong worker, but <laughs> I have more personal experience with Alma's level you, of work. Daniel. That's Oof. very nice. Not necessarily a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended I'm not a strong worker, but it's okay. It's okay, Antonia. <laughs> not everyone can be perfect. <laughs> I don't know why I understood. I understood like something strong, like something weird. And I was like, did I'm... I hear that right? I don't know. I just heard Alma, so I didn't really think he was talking about me at first. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a good association with almonds, you know. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about perfectionism, I think we should get back into our topic. Uh-huh, Alma, almonds. It kind of sounds similar. It's... Sorry. <laughs> I think we should talk about the topic instead. Let's do that. Okay, okay. Sure. sure. So, um, dyslexia, obviously, as a learning difference, has a list of traits that can be attributed to it and can kind of be used to diagnose and um, to recognize. And kind of so does perfectionism as well. So I'm going to run through a couple of these um, facets of perfectionism and I'd like Antonia, you to tell me if you feel any similarities with uh, your experience of dyslexia. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So one of the signs is extreme reaction to perceived failures. Ooh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay. I don't think that's just a dyslexic thing. I also have that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah. I think um, as dyslexic people especially have that because um, uh-huh. we're so used to like kind of being called out for our mistakes, especially when reading things out loud or like writing essays and then having like tons of mistakes. You kind of become like scared of making mistakes because you like don't want to be perceived as being any like weaker than the rest of the class. Okay. or the rest mm-hmm. of your peers so that's at least how I feel so when teachers like criticize me in any way I'm like stop <laughs> I get like really sad but it's like yeah that's definitely a toxic trait of mine and I think of a lot of other dyslexic people too okay so that's interesting to see because so that's one of the um, traits listed for perfectionism and you see a lot of carryover between that and dyslexia cool definitely um, Another trait would be putting themselves down or being highly critical of themselves. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. That one goes along with the other point. Yeah, I was going to say, I think those work together pretty well. Yeah, yeah. they dovetail. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an, an unwillingness to try new things. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't think of you like that. It's, it depends, because 
often... I mean, maybe academically. Well, it also depends academically. Like, there are things I'm, like, good at, like, sports and that stuff. But then when there are, like, certain things with, like, academic-wise... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of an example right now. But, for instance, I hate when I have to read, like, and annotate um, new books for, mm-hmm. like, language classes. Because the thing is, like, I like discussing those books, but I don't really like analyzing books. Um, I don't know. We're doing. It, does that have to do with dyslexia or just you? I don't know. It's like in German class, we're doing Faust at the moment, and then we have mm-hmm. to like read out parts in class, and then we have to like analyze this like really like fancy German, and then we have to like yeah. say our interpretations for it and write essays and that stuff. And I don't know. I don't like tr- doing stuff like that. But that might be like completely like separate, because like I know that a lot okay. of other people hate doing that too. So we might just be getting really. Bad yeah, books. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know for sure, but I don't really think that's a dyslexia thing. That I think that's just school being boring. Yeah. Also, in English <laughs> class, the book that we're reading is awful. So maybe we're just getting bad books. <laughs> I agree with that for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the name of the book, but yeah, it's probably really doesn't. bad. <laughs> Right. I don't want to get like sued or something for saying that. I doubt that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, another trait would be a strong fear of failure. Hmm. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That also kind of again relates to the first and second point, but mm-hmm. definitely a hundred percent. But I also think non-dyslexic people have that too. But maybe. dyslexic people more so because we're so used to being kind of like i don't know struggling age that now i don't Mm -hmm. i'm so scared of going back to that whenever i make like a mistake or something or the other day i got seven out of ten my economics test and i was like bawling my eyes out i remember (laughs) and alma was sitting next to me being like antonia it's not that bad but like to me i kind of like failed and I was like, oh, no, I'm becoming, like, my old self again. And <laughs> well, I, I have a question regarding this um, this symptom, I guess you can call it. Sure. Um, being so afraid of failure, is that more with uh, language-based subjects? Or is that just in general? Oh, in Do every you? subject. Like, that's why okay. I also panic I mean, before I noticed tests. that in every subject, but is it even more with languages just because you want to prove even more? That as a dyslexic person, you can still write properly and uh, yeah, maybe. well. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. But also, I I have it in like all subjects because I'm just mm-hmm. scared of academic failure in general. Um, but even more so, I think in languages like French, for instance, or I hate mm-hmm. writing German exams and that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me too. <laughs> um. So another one would be uh, being having a hypersensitivity to criticism, which we've kind of gone over before. So yeah, how we feel about that? How are you guys like very sensitive to criticism, or is that just like a me thing? Uh, I'm very sensitive to criticism. She is very yeah. sensitive to criticism. <laughs> um, I feel like I think Daniel is <laughs> not like sensitive at all. He just no, like ignore so it. <laughs> I have incredibly strong mental shields against criticism <laughs> um yeah no i think that it's a human thing that we attach our um part of our identity to our opinions 
So when someone attacks our opinions, we feel our identity being attacked and therefore we're very sensitive to that. Um, but I definitely um, think it makes sense that if you are someone with dyslexia who has struggled, struggles with um, reading and writing, when someone, you know, kind of attacks those abilities that you feel are already so kind of already been attacked so much previously, it would definitely make sense why that would hit extra hard. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I also think because some people get like really, really offended if anything about their appearance gets like, not necessarily criticized, but commented on. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, like some people, when you say, um, I don't like your outfit today or something like that, they like just like get really, really upset because to them that is like something they're very insecure about. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like you can kind of compare that in a way with mm-hmm. what it feels like to get academic criticism as a dyslexic person because you're like, don't attack me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you kind of just want to be perfect and nobody's perfect. Like even if, yeah, like okay. no, no matter how smart you are, no student is academically perfect, I would say. Yeah. And I also think a lot of people really attach their values to their academic success. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine how um, annoying it is as someone who already has a learning difference to face even more criticism for that, even if you're trying yeah. and you just don't have the proper help or, you you know, you just haven't overcome the problem or even if you have to, like, be brought back to those times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I also think in the IB, especially, we're, like, so f- focused on our academics and we're all just, like caring about how many points we get and that stuff and like mm-hmm. whether we're gonna get like 40 plus as our overall score like <laughs> everyone's main <laughs> why are you moment. laughing so much <laughs> what was that you just sneezed that's kind of funny <laughs> I mean I don't think like both people are like hmm am I gonna get 42 <laughs> points or 42 no I Once think about, about that gonna... all the time I feel like most people are like, am I going to pass? That's a real question. No, yeah. it's really easy to pass. It's hard to get more points. <laughs> Obviously. It's easy to pass. It, I think yeah. it is. Um, it depends. Well, I mean, maybe at your intelligent level. <laughs> oh. No, but like, come on. Our class, I would say all of us are quite good students, but not mm-hmm. everyone has like good teachers necessarily in your Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. So it really depends on the teachers you have. I, I forgot and... about some of the teachers you have, Antonia. <laughs> no, not me. I'm lucky with all my teachers, but for instance, at other IB schools, like it's not guaranteed that mm-hmm. you pass. No, no. So I feel true. like you should be a bit careful about saying that. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I just heard that it's easier to pass than yeah. most um, graduations. I don't know how to call it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have uh, heard that. Or at least it's, I just heard it's not very difficult to pass. Okay. To pass, like, I mean, I suppose to pass itself. Like, be... with 24 points or something. Yeah. Not with, like, points. to actually get, yeah. like, over 30, I think, is when it starts to get difficult. Wait, you only need 24 points? Yep. Yeah, or 25. Oh my but, okay, God. guys, we're getting off topic again. <laughs> okay, mm. but I literally thought you were la- not laughing, sneezing earlier, <laughs> and I was like, why is he sneezing for so long? <laughs> I must have very strange sounding sneezes for you to associate my laughter with that. 
was so funny. I was so confused. Wait, what were we talking about? I completely we're talking about um, dyslexia and perfectionism, specifically. Wow. Uh, so shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to uh, talk about another problem. But... Oh, yes, we, we are. Were we were talking about academic validation. No, not validation. Validation. <laughs> validation. It's close. It's very close. Basically the same word. Sure, sure. Yes. Okay, Nathaniel, do you want to introduce the next problem, or should I? I would love to. Um, So another uh, kind of facet is the uh, approval from others. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think think everyone kind of wants that. Yeah. (laughs) But you do, too. I think we all do, in a way. Uh, I, do this, I do it as well, but I don't think quite as much as um, bawling my <laughs> eyes out over 7 out of 10. Well, yeah. I don't think that's a dyslexic thing, though. I think that's just a you problem. <laughs> Ouch. No, you but difference. Just... It's not a problem. It's a difference. <laughs> okay, fine. No, I mean, I definitely want like validation from other people. Like, mm-hmm. if I if my parents don't go like, good job when I get a good score I'm like mm-hmm. upset I'm like why don't you care more <laughs> but I feel like other people do that too so yeah for sure I think that I don't know. Um, with both dyslexia and perfectionism these traits a lot of them are just normal human things so like everyone experiences but can be kind of heightened um, and taken to kind of extremes um, with these things um, oh yeah of course I think for another me, one yeah yeah Oh, can I just say one thing? Sure. Do you guys care more about, like, what's more important to you guys? Like, your appearance or your intelligence? Because some people pride their intelligence way more than they do their appearance. And some other people, mm-hmm. or their, like, humor or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what do you guys value the most about yourselves? Or what's, like, the most important thing to you? Because I definitely know what it is for me. So I'm, like, intrigued what you mm-hmm. guys would say. Um, I think, I mean, I care about my appearance, but I think I do care more about my intelligence, at least school-related intelligence. I'm not very street smart, as they call it. Um, but as the my kids gra- say. <laughs> but my grades really matter to me, and getting a bad grade, um, I think, really affects me every single time. Mm-hmm. or even when a teacher just hands me back an assignment and doesn't say like well done I take that as a, a personal offense oh my god you're a perfectionist too then yeah. <laughs> I'm not a perfectionist I just like oh, you are. validated yeah. academically mm-hmm. extreme <laughs> think, validation yeah maybe you're a bit less of a perfectionist than I am but you're definitely still a perfectionist mm. I would what say that the, yeah I would say integrity probably mm-hmm. I, I think that um, what's important most to me is like if I am true to my values more than anything else mm-hmm. and everything else is important obviously appearance, intelligence, academic performance um, social standing all of those things are obviously important to me important to everyone but I think that um, if I don't act in accordance with my values I think that is more um, important is more damaging I think than anything else okay wow that sounds yeah 
<laughs> way more impressive than I would have said it. Yeah, I feel bad about my answer now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. bad to no. answer something else. Like, nope, never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that it's pretty easy. I mean, that's the nice thing about living, living a pretty cushy life in the 21st century is that it's pretty easy to live within accordance of my values because my values are like, you know. I mean, it depends on your values if they're like. Yeah, well, yeah, my values. Have, standards. Like, yeah, you could have like it really bad values theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't slam the door on people. I do do that though. So. <laughs> I do that too. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay, Antonia, so what's your answer here? Um, I think I know what it is actually, but guess. for the audience. Yeah, it's definitely intelligence, especially for sure. Great. Like I, when people criticize my appearance, I usually don't care that much. Like sometimes I'm like, "Ouch, that hurt," but like I don't really care as much. But if somebody would like make a similar remark about like my intelligence, being like, "Oh, you're so stupid," I'd like be bawling my eyes out for like I don't know three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I I don't know why. It's probably because I struggled in elementary school is mm-hmm. that I take so much pride in being a good student now and that I constantly feel this like need to maintain that kind of like level of academic achievement and mm-hmm. yeah I don't know that's like my biggest pride I guess because yeah. of dyslexia so but yeah I have to say I'm actually a bit surprised you're saying that it's more difficult for you to accept criticism as a dyslexic person. Of course, it differs from person to person. But what I would mm-hmm. expect is if you got so much criticism at a younger age telling you that you couldn't reach the places you have already reached, you would already think like, okay, people are stupid. I can be <laughs> smart whether or not I have dyslexia and it wouldn't affect you. So I was quite t- surprised when you told me that you're even more affected. That's a really interesting approach to it. I think mm-hmm. that sounds nice and that's what probably most people would think um, because like most people would think that you'd come back stronger and that sounds cringy yeah. but like no, that mentality but I don't know for me I just had a really awful like teacher um, mm-hmm. in elementary school and she kind of like traumatized me a bit with all that <laughs> stuff like with all the criticism I got I became very sensitive to criticism so yes obviously I'm a lot better now than I was before as a student um, mm-hmm. but um, it, criticism in general is a very sensitive yeah topic for me because of her basically okay. so yeah hate you <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about saying her name. I was like, no, I can't say No, it. no, don't do that. You can give her a nickname <laughs> for this podcast, though. If yeah, we should give her a nickname. Um, what's a good nickname? Hmm. How about <laughs> Mrs. Anti-Lexics? Like, anti-dyslexics, you know? Yes. Mrs. Mrs. No, not Mrs. You don't say it anymore. Miss Anti-Lexis, oh. I do not like you. Oh, Miss is just, I think, a thing at our school, but... Uh, yeah, I, but right I think... Our English speaker. Um, um, sure, but Mrs. means something else. Yeah, I think Mrs. is like Fräulein in uh, German. No, it's like a married woman. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, it is. But so, but yeah. you don't say that. You don't generally say that anymore because it's like what? yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's offensive. Well, not offensive. It's offensive. It's not offensive. really offensive. It's just an artifact of a previous time. It's like um, you don't need to qualify it anymore because previously mm-hmm. it's like a. Oh, I'm shocked. I did not know that. 
like, yeah. oh, that woman's this, that. Oh, she's not married. Ooh, that's not so good. But now it's like, <laughs> to, like, is a woman defined by, like, whether she's married or not? Because guys don't have that at all. But women, yeah. you know. It's a feminist thing. Facts. Woo. I'm an anti-feminist moment. <laughs> no, We're, like, Nathaniel's a feminist. Like, we didn't even know this properly. Yeah, Nathaniel's a, you know, he's a hardcore feminist. It's one of my values. I have to live in <laughs> Exactly. Some good values you got. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I just want one more question. Sure. Okay. Um, do you guys, both of you, feel now after this entire discussion that it makes sense and it really is a true fact that dyslexics um, or people with dyslexia experience perfectionism or the tendency to want to be perfect um, much more than people who don't have dyslexia? Hmm. I would say um, that certain aspects of perfectionism are more likely kind of Mm -hmm. because people with dyslexia, at least from what I've heard, um, can feel disempowered by um, those like in their education system above them and their peers. So it makes more sense for them to try to almost go overboard to kind of overcompensate in some of these areas. So I think in that way, um, perfectionism, or at least aspects of it can be more likely with people with dyslexia. But I'm sure there are people with with dyslexia that don't have any of these aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all very specific. Okay. Yeah, I think that was well said. Um, I think I sometimes am a bit of a teacher's pet because I kind of tend to like... Well, I wouldn't say sometimes, I would say... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I would I mean... say you live in teacher's house because you're there but... <laughs> but Awa you're not one to talk you're also a teacher's pet okay um, that, that's you know true. that's not for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we're all well maybe Nathaniel not so much nope. like nah okay I think you Wonderful. and me are definitely yeah. teacher's pets that's... but I think I'm a especially annoying teacher's pet because <laughs> <laughs> once like um I kind of like yeah once I kind of get that a teacher approval position I don't give it up so then I become mm-hmm. just like a really annoying student to the rest of the class I by like that. trying to overachieve so yeah I mm. I kind of like don't like other people that do that and I constantly criticize <laughs> other people I'm like oh my god that person is so annoying but then I realize I do that myself so <laughs> yeah oops it's okay. It's something we can all work on. Yep. Okay. I don't mind, actually. I kind of like me. <laughs> oh, I, I meant criticizing other people for doing the same thing we're doing. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Yeah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that was it for the podcast today. Yeah, by the way, can you hear my cat snoring in the background? Not at all. Uh, no. Wait, hold on. I'll put the thing closer. Do you hear it now? Kind of. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Harry, I know he's very overweight, so he like snores like a uh how you call it? Um elephant. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think you guys need to stop overfeeding him. We don't feed him that Okay, much. okay, I think the podcast is sick of us rambling on and on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But he also started quite late. So I mean it's like about twenty four minutes if we cut it's, out the uh, beginning. Okay, it's let's just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It's getting a bit long, almost right. So, any last remarks, guys? Um, not really. I think we summed it up quite a few times. 
<laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Good podcast, guys. Anyway, bye. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Yay!